Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, September the 5th, the day after Labor Day. I guess uh, a few things get normal now that uh, Labor Day is uh, behind us. And of course, the Congress is coming back and all kinds of things that uh, we will be following uh, over the next uh, few weeks. I just want to begin wishing the First Lady the best. Uh, she was apparently found uh, that she has COVID. They found, uh, they tested her and she is down with COVID. I guess she's okay and we wish her the very best, obviously. Uh, to our knowledge, the president has not been found uh, with COVID or afflicted by, by COVID. I guess he's doing okay for the moment. But again, you know, this is the, the conversation that many people are going to have because both the president and the first lady have been vaccinated and boosted to whatever you're supposed to be, and here they get COVID again. And we've heard this from other people who've had COVID several times despite all the vaccinations. Look, I'm not, don't listen to me when it comes to vaccinations because I don't do anything. You know, I don't know anything about it. I listen to my doctor and that's what you need to be doing. Uh, listen to your doctor. Don't take uh, uh, information from people who really are not professionals. Talk to your doctor and if your doctor says, get vaccinated or get boosted, you listen to your doctor. That's really the the key to all of this. But again, we wish the first lady the best. Uh, I think this is her second or third time that she has come down with uh, COVID. Well, the big story in Texas, and it started today, is the impeachment or the trial, I should say, of uh, former Attorney General uh, Paxson, Ken Paxson. Now, he is not the attorney general at the moment. He's been suspended uh, as attorney general, which means that I guess, uh, you know, he's sort of like sitting it out. And what happens with the trial will determine whether he's officially uh, thrown out as attorney, as attorney general or whether he'll be reinstated as attorney general. You know, it's hard to tell from the what happened today. I saw a little bit of it on TV. It's hard to tell because today they were just kind of going through the motions, you know, sort of like in a baseball game, you know, the pitcher is warming up and they're exchanging uh, lineups with the umpire. So we really cannot draw too many conclusions from what uh, we saw today. But here are the numbers, and I think this is the key. There are 31 members of the Texas Senate, 31 senatorial districts uh, in Texas. At the moment, there are 19 Republicans and 12 Democrats. That's the makeup of the Texas Senate. Assuming that all Democrats vote uh, to convict Mr. Paxton, that would only give you 12. So you would still need eight more Republicans. Eight out of the 19 uh, would have to convict him. I don't think they're going to get eight. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think they'll get to the two thirds necessary uh, to convict him. And the reason for that is that unless new information comes out, a lot of this stuff has already been rehashed quite a few times. Uh, first of all, in the primaries a year ago, uh, when uh, Mr. Paxton was challenged uh, by George Bush, this is the nephew of the former president and the grandson of the other Mr. Bush. Uh, he ran uh, a campaign against Mr. Paxton. Most of it was along these accusations. And, you know, he didn't do well in the primary. Uh, Mr. Paxton got like 58% of the primary vote. And then during the general election, you had the same thing. Uh, Miss Garza, who ran against him, that was her whole campaign. Uh, 
That was her whole campaign, uh, these accusations. And he won that election fairly easily. So the voters up to now have not, you know, they, they don't think that Pakistan needs to be replaced. I also know from just reading my email that there are lots and lots of Republicans who are threatening to primary any Republican who votes to convict Paxton. Again, I don't know if new information is going to come out. That's always the big if. Uh, so we don't know that. We have not heard the, the formal presentations against Mr. Paxton yet. But based on what I see and what I hear, I don't think they're going to get the, the 20 or whatever number they need to, uh, to make it. They're not going to get that. So what can I tell you? Uh, just, you know, hang, hang in there. I don't think he's going to be convicted. I, I just don't believe that that's, uh, that's going to happen. Now, the other thing, of course, that is happening in the country is that you're seeing more and more, uh, more and more polls that are coming out, basically showing that uh, Mr. Biden, President Biden, and former President Trump are in a dead heat. They're basically in a dead heat. Uh, the last 10 polls basically show 44-44. A lot of people are wondering how is that possible considering everything that has been thrown at uh, former President Trump. I've got a couple of theories that I want to share with you as to why it is what it is. That is a virtual tie between these two men. First of all, I believe quite seriously that a lot of Americans are getting concerned about these indictments. And, you know, I think a lot of Americans are beginning to wonder if it's worth destroying the republic in order to destroy Trump. In other words, is it worth to go through all of this? How, what long-term consequences is all of this going to have? You know, are, are we going to turn into a, a government and a system where it's political vengeance 24-7, where, you know, the next Republican in power is going to investigate the Democrat and they're going to go after Obama or whatever. So I think a lot of people are beginning to worry about, in a sense, entering territory known as banana republic territory, where the political parties basically attack whoever's out of power. So I think a lot of Americans are starting to worry about that. And when you look at all of these indictments, they're all very similar. They come from highly partisan Democrat district attorneys, I think this is starting to backfire a little bit on, on the Democrats. And that's why they're not, you know, they're not hurting Trump as much as they think they are. The other reality, and this is huge, is that the Trump presidency looks better and better every, every month, every week. You know, the average family, the middle class families, deeply impacted by uh, the cost of gasoline, the cost of food. We just saw some statistics. We mentioned that I think it was yesterday in our conversation with George Rodriguez that, you know, consumer loans, car loans, credit card loans, delinquency rates are going up. And that's because people, they're running out of cash uh, at the end of the month. They don't have enough cash to pay the rent, to pay the food, to pay the gasoline and everything else. And some things are obviously being deferred or, or not being paid on time. And I think more and more Americans are beginning to compare and say, you know what? We were better off under the other guy. And I think that's the other thing that's really hurting the Biden administration and making Trump look better uh, uh, in comparison. So I think those are the two things, concerns about what is being done to the republic by the Democrats with all these tactics of political vengeance. And the other is the economy. The economy is clearly hurting President uh, Biden, I mean, a great deal. I'm not even talking about another factor, too, which is hurting 
President Biden, and that is that a lot of people think think he's too old to be president. In fact, there was a poll that came out saying that a large majority of Americans actually feel that way. And so that's obviously not helpful to uh, to President Biden. Well, one quick thing on this day in history, September the 5th, on this day in 1836, a fellow by the name of Sam Houston became the first president of Texas. You know, Texas was a republic for about 10 years before, before it became a state in 1845. So Sam Houston became President Sam Houston of Texas on this day in 1836. And if you ever drive to Houston on I-45, going from Dallas to Houston, you will see a huge statue of Sam Houston at Sam Houston University right there on I-45, a huge statue, one of the biggest statues I've ever seen of a political figure, Sam Houston, again, became president of the Republic of Texas in 1836 on this day. And then later in 1845, he became the first governor of Texas once Texas entered uh, the Union. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.